Hi, this is Mary Jo Matea from Dear Daria, and you are listening to the Hometown Sounds Podcast. Spends all day staring at screens, never knowing what any of it means. Robots fighting for your time. everyone welcome back to the hometown sounds podcast we show you how dc rocks i am paul vodra and tony pareco is off again this week so we are thrilled to be joined by one of our favorite returning guests this is a returning guest situation mary joe matea welcome back to the podcast i am so happy to be here paul <laughs> we last had mary joe on in 2017 we were just discussing about how it's impossible to remember like when something happened, like, did that happen this year? Did that happen five years ago? It's just, it's yeah. Time is impossible. Now this is a new song from dear Daria. The song was called Dopa machine and it comes from the album. Can I be Frank, (laughs) which came out in May of 2022, which we looked up and that is the actual release date. It is available to buy on Bandcamp for $9. When we last had you on, we played a song by Two Dragons and a Cheetah, which is kind of the OG 
It's your Matea <laughs> project. That's and, true. And there have been many more since. So why don't you tell us like what's been going on with you musically? Are we doing like a chronology or, you know? However you feel it's best to present okay. it. Okay. Um, so when I was last on the podcast, it was to share a song um, that was put out by Two Dragons and a Cheetah. Uh, a two-person grungy garage rock duo that was comprised of myself and a drummer named Joel Wu. Uh, Joel Wu lives in Minnesota now, so he and I don't get many opportunities to make music anymore. Since his departure, I have done some stuff under my own name, some solo stuff under Mary Jo Matea, and um, I was playing bass in Loy Loy for a while. Oh, yeah, right. I played um, keyboard synth and did backing vocals for a post-rock band called Endless Winter. Yep, yep. And um, another hometown sounds favorite, uh, Color Palette. I sing and do various instrumentation for that band as well. And um, probably the biggest project right now is Dear Dario, which is the band that uh, did that song that we just listened to. So who are your musical collaborators in Dear Daria? Dear Daria is myself. Uh, it is Joshua Hunter on guitar, who is also the mastermind behind Endless Winter mm -hmm. and is also a guitar player in Color Palette. It is Eamon Donnelly on bass and it is Dan ABH on drums. And uh, Dan ABH is part of another Hometown Sound's favorite band called Flower Bomb. So this is a very like incestuous mu music community. <laughs> I feel like this is like the Mary Jo cinematic universe. <laughs> Trademark. Yes. <laughs> They're all connected. It all works out in the end. Uh, Dear Daria put out the album and have been playing a lot of shows in 2022 to support the album. I, I, a lot of shows relative to, you know, two years ago where everyone was not playing any shows. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. We were all desperate to get out and see the live music. So thankful it's happening again. Um, so how has it been putting out the new album, uh, playing shows to support it? Um, what's What's been your experience coming back to the live music scene? Well, putting out the album was something that was like over two years in the making because we had started writing it pre-pandemic and we had started recording it pre-pandemic and pandemic hit, everybody was locked inside for a long, long, long time. And we were basically forced to finish writing it remotely. And this is like an experience that I was not terribly familiar with. And so it was, it's very time consuming. It's very challenging. Um, but we did it. And then we, of course, had to come back, come into a studio again while still masked up and everything mm. to record. Um, so it took, it took so long from start to finish that when it finally came out, it was sort of just like this weird, surreal experience of, I, wait, wasn't this already done? Like we've, we've finished writing some of those songs like three years ago. Oh so, I mean, it was just sort of this like weird, surreal experience. But once it was finally out, it was like, you know, giving birth or something. I, I assume so. I have never done that myself, but you know, like getting it out there and, um, Playing our release show in May was probably one of the best nights of my life. It was just, it was a room full of happy people, mm -hmm. and I think the music was well received, and we made a lot of new music friends that night, so yeah. 
Good times. (laughs) Yeah. Thank God that we're back to doing that again. So now that the album, you know, long gestating has finally come out. Um, you have, you have more music that is soon to be in our hearts. That's true. What's, what's going on? (laughs) What's going on with the the new stuff? Well, um, so that the rest of podcast land can, can know this. Um, when we were trying to pick a song to play, you had asked if we had already recorded a song called empire. And I had to tell you, no, I'm sorry. It's not it's not recorded and out yet, but that is one of a collection of songs that we're going to be recording to put on an EP and are hoping to get into the studio this winter. Yeah, it's it's funny to be a fan of and friends with <laughs> a band, many bands, and you go to see them live. And of course, you know, they want to play the new songs. So I've heard this song a bunch yeah. and it's like, oh, wait. That's only in my head now. You yeah. don't actually have it yet. You have to come to a show to hear it. <laughs> I mean, that's the best advertising for a show that I can come up with. Yeah, exactly. So, but in the near term, Dear Daria is going quiet for a little bit to do the recording. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully in 2023, we'll be back with a lot more shows. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the meantime, are there shows happening for some of your other projects that are coming up? I believe that Color Palette will be doing a Phillips After Five show. Ooh. Are you familiar with these? I've never been to one, but I really have been meaning to go. It's um, the Phillips Collection is a art gallery here in D.C. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it's like the oldest private collection, I want to say, in the country, but I could Ooh. be talking out my ass with that one. I really am not 100% certain, but... Uh, it's, it's a very nice art gallery, uh, down by DuPont circle. And, um, I think it's like first Thursdays, they'll do this thing called Phillips after five and have, uh, music and bites and bubbly and things like that. And people wander around after hours around the museum and color palette has played it once or twice before. So we've been asked to come back. So I guess we didn't suck. (laughs) Color palette never sucks. No, we never suck. Yeah. (laughs) I did actually see on social media earlier today when I was looking around at some of the stuff that was available that um, I think Broke Royals uh, played this evening as we were recording on Thursday night. I think they played the one this evening. Oh, Phillips After Five. Yeah, exactly. And was like, oh, why am I not at that one? (laughs) Can't go to everything. Yeah. You can only be in so many places at one time. (laughs) I'm challenged by this all the time. Let us hear some more music on this episode of the podcast. Do you What's remember? up next? What's up next is our dear friend, Emily Henry. I only play for the high stakes. I'm on the attack, yeah. Never look back. I've been called an acquired taste. Paint the town red, baby. Better off dead, maybe. Feels like I've been That's how it feels. That's how it feels. This whole town's fucking fake. They smile to your 
little fear in their eyes And if I had any doubt, I don't know That's how it feels This is how it new song by emily henry called how it feels that was that was some just joyous pop music that was some like beautiful pop realness i loved it (laughs) we have featured emily henry on the podcast before way back in 2016 with a song bad for me from her debut ep match sticks that is still available online that's Um, a great album yeah yeah that is good um, this song is a brand new single. It was inspired by the HBO show Our Flag Means Death. And I have to admit, I've not seen the show. I'm aware of the show, but I have not yet seen it. My girlfriend watched it without me, <laughs> which is fine because I, I'll be honest with you. I am like four or five episodes away from the end of Breaking Bad. That's how far behind I am. I'm really, really far behind. Well, it's because you only will watch one episode per sitting. That is correct. That you, I'll, I'll, you have like a very like unique way <laughs> of approaching modern television or television in the modern era. That is true. It's not designed for the way that I do no. it. No. Yeah. I mean, meanwhile, I'll binge an entire series in a weekend and you're like, oh, I got through two episodes, <laughs> one per day. And then I had to stop and think about them. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think our flag means death might be like eight half hour episodes. So I think you could you could definitely watch I mean, the whole I thing. I mean, I could binge sitting. it in yeah. a week in a day, probably. Yeah, but, yeah. exactly. Um, what? How, how would you describe our flag means death? Um, I mean, I haven't seen the whole thing. I've only seen a couple of episodes, but it's very funny. It's um, a lot of the same characters from um, Flight of the Concords. So these like New Zealanders Mm. pretending to be pirates. Uh, And um, basically the premise is Reese. What's his name? Reese. Reese Darby. Reese Darby is like a gentleman who kind of leaves his family behind to go pirating. But he doesn't quite know how to be a pirate. So he's very polite and refined, but he's trying to be a pirate. Um, And so, I mean, it's a fish out of water story and it's a. from from what I've seen, it's quite funny, but I haven't finished it, so I don't want to. I, I I can't spoil anything. So <laughs> I believe that there is a storyline in which there are gay pirates, and I believe that is what this song is referring to. Oh, nice! In the show, 
and I'm sure everybody who's seen the show, which is everybody, because it was really, really popular earlier this year, knows exactly what we're talking about. Well, not everybody. I haven't seen them. I know. We're not cool enough. <laughs> um, Emily Henry is very cool. She has... Uh, Emily Henry works really, really hard. She does. And one of the things that Emily Henry does is stream to Twitch a lot. I got into doing a little bit of my own streaming on Twitch, but I got really into like watching streams on Twitch. And like a lot of times I would fire up Twitch on like my Apple TV or the phone and Emily Henry would be there broadcasting. She's broadcasting now Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays. That's uh, and apparently now she has 4,000 followers on her Twitch channel. She knows how to hustle, man. Oh my God. Um, Good she, for her. Yeah, she's built a community there. Um, she has a Patreon, uh, as a lot of musicians that are just you know really really trying hard have now. So you can sign up to support Emily Henry and and I know that this particular song was basically sponsored by her followers. That's awesome. Yeah, that they enabled it to happen. Um, there was also a note in one of her posts that she watched all of Our Flag Means Death as a Discord. So I believe that there is a Discord and Emily and others watched the show together and discussed it on the Discord. Are you familiar with Discord? It's like a chat platform. Kind of, yeah. And it's it's definitely um, enabled by supporters. I'm part of a few Discords because I am a... um, a, sub- a subscriber or a supporter of various like podcasts and things like that. And so you get exclusive access to the discord and you can join all the channels and chat with people and whatnot. So I believe that's the sort of platform that that's happening. And that's exactly the sort of thing of like, Oh, you're a fan of Emily Henry. You're a fan of our flag means death. Let's bring these together and let's watch them as a group, which I think is amazing. You ready for more music? I am totally ready for more music. This is one that Mary Jo picked out. For all of you to hear, this is by Kind of Evil.
That song was by Kind of Evil, and it was called Teeth. And that was a Mary Jo pick for it all was. of you. Um, what has been your uh, your uh, affiliation with, with Kind of Evil? Have you played shows with them? Have you seen them? Kind of Evil was actually on the lineup at the Dear Daria album release show back in May. I actually knew about them back when they were called Dad Legs. Um, I believe they had to change the name because if you can believe it, there's another band out there with the name Dad Legs. <laughs> Come on. I really? know. It seems kind of weird to me. Like, I can't picture it, but apparently it's true. Um, but Kind of Evil is a great band name. So I, I think that even though they had to change it, it, it was a good, it's a good change. Like, they came up with something that works really well. But I became familiar with them largely because I'm a huge fan of the local band Venray, which mm. I know you know. Yep. Uh, they might be my favorite local band. The drummer for Venray is a guy named Christopher Pelly, and... He mentioned to me at some point that he had just auditioned for and got into the band Dad Legs. And I was like, good for you, man. That's awesome. And uh, shortly thereafter, I saw that Dad Legs was on the lineup for the release show that Dear Daria played. And then shortly after that, they changed their name. And I remember having to like reach out to the venue and be like, hey, everybody, we need to change all of the branding. <laughs> Woo! The web link, the, oh the headline, God. all of it has to change. <laughs> rebranding is is a painful thing but it's it's good to do it you know early in the life cycle of the band you know but I, I just want to also say like i had never seen them i'd heard a couple of their songs online but i'd never seen them amanda dove the front woman of kind of evil is such a kick-ass singer i mean you could hear it you could hear it in yep. that track but go see them live if you're in the area go see them live because it is a treat and speaking of, they are playing a show at The Runaway on Friday, December 9th with two other DC bands, Pink House and Cherub Tree. And I have not seen either of those Neither bands. Neither have I. Also, I just discovered today that um, Amanda Dove also features on a new song by our friends, Mystery Friends. And the song is called Between Us. And the song came out a little while ago, but just today, a new music video dropped. For this song. So if you need more Amanda Dove in your life, that's another source for e it. Everyone needs more Amanda Dove in their life. <laughs> and thankfully, the internet delivers. <laughs> um, I had to tell Mary Jo about this, though, because there has now been an announced hiatus from social media. I uh, decided I just needed a break. Do you, is this break uh, have a defined end date? Um, so not to nerd out on you, but I read this book recently, um, called Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport, who's the same guy who wrote a book called Deep Work that everybody's probably familiar with. And he, in the very first chapter or first part of the book, advocates a digital detox. And ever since I read it, I was sort of like, oh, I want to do that. But there's always so much stuff I have to promote and blah, blah, blah. And then I just was like, you know what? If you're going to do it, you just got to do it. So I decided December 1st, why not? So yeah, I'm doing a little digital detox. I deleted Instagram from my phone. Ooh. I did the whole, what is it called? Stay focused um, web extension that mm -hmm. like blocks certain websites. So it's like, even if I feel like cheating, I can't. It blocks them. I will say that I do have an exception for my Facebook groups. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is because I get immense value from those. 
I'm going to go ahead and do an advertisement right now for something I am not being paid to say, which is that if you are not a member of your local Buy Nothing group, you need to join it today because it is a wonderful thing. It's basically like the new free cycle. Yes. I think some old things of mine have been going away on either Buy Nothings or similar outlets. When you say you suppose, is that because your girlfriend is doing it without your knowledge or something or or things show up missing? You're like, I assume it went on by nothing. (laughs) She is definitely the one who is active in this uh, effort. And uh, none of the things are being done without my knowledge. So like, it was like a bag of of (laughs) socks. And I'm like, I don't like these socks. I thought maybe like the buy nothing fairy came by or something. (laughs) I mean, there are some things I'd be okay with that. But there are other things I'd be like, wait, where... Wasn't there something here? What was it? I don't remember. But yeah, uh, Mystery Friends, great band. Yeah, also a great band. And um, I mean, speaking speaking of the incestuousness of the DC music scene, also features Janie Meyer of Color Palette. So they're part of the Mary Jo Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Yeah, they are. I've well, never performed with them, but by extension. Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, I do feel like you're like the new Kevin Bacon. Oh man! Yeah, that's some high praise right there. Right, like, like, have six you six degrees of? Yeah, <laughs> have you been in a band that's been in a band that's been in a band with Mary Jo? Yeah, well, and also their their current bass player Seth Spalding has been playing bass with Dear Daria recently, while our uh, regular bass player Eamon has been on paternity leave. He had a he had a second kid recently, and uh, we were like, okay, I guess that means you should take some time off. You shouldn't have to like be constantly rehearsing and coming out to shows when you have a newborn at home. Let's hear some more music. Uh, Next up for you, I have the Junkyard Band. Plus tax, LSC, love so crank facts. Hey, 
well that's 99 cents plus tax LSC, man bring the beat back Great song by an old band that song was called love soul crank by junkyard band and i think it's been a little too long since we had some go-go in this podcast so here it is for you um this band was formed in 1980 by children ranging in age from 8 to 13 living in the berry farm government housing project in dc side note i did crib this from their wikipedia page so this is not me writing they have a wikipedia page they do kick ass yeah uh it says they were inspired to play after witnessing the performances of local go-go bands in their neighborhood not having resources to purchase traditional instruments the children instead scoured their neighborhood in search of objects that could emulate the sound of real instruments hubcaps plastic buckets crates cans and discarded pots and pans these types of go-go bands became known as bucket bands. After a few informal performances at Berry Farm, the group was dubbed the Junkyard Band by locals. This is perhaps a reference to the animated television program Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids, oh, gosh. whose band the Junkyard Gang also performed on improvised instruments. So that's some history for you right there. There is also a music video for this song that came out recently, and it's got some real great summer vibes. We were just talking while we were listening to this about go-go music and seeing it live um i have seen some go-go bands most notably at the funk parades the various funk parades that have happened over the last decade or so and they not to tell you they put on a fantastic live show it's so much fun so much energy um the crowd loves it obviously go-go is very deep it's the most dc it's uniquely dc it really is and i feel like when you go to a show by especially one of these old school bands like Junkyard Band, Backyard Band, Rare Essence, Trouble Funk, um, the Chuck Brown Band. The the people there in the crowd are just like, they're so happy to be a part of it and to be representing this kind of music that is so uniquely DC. Um, it's I just, I get that really, really great vibe from being in that crowd and I love it. I've played a handful of Go-Go songs as cool downs in the Zoom classes I teach. <laughs> Let's talk about those real quick. Uh, this is like another little um, like side project, I guess, or something from from Mary Jo. Yeah, that you love to teach Zumba. Yeah, I I am a human being with many varied interests, and I just feel like I shouldn't have to sacrifice any of them. And so I am both a musician and a Zumba instructor, among other things. 
I kind of take a cue from you in so far as like promoting local music. Zumba, for those of you who are unfamiliar, is predominantly Latin, but mostly international music. But you get to throw in a little bit of your own stuff. And so I always choose to use local music in my cool downs. Hometown Sounds is a source of inspiration for me, not just in concept, but also I go to your show notes all the time to source music. So for anyone out there, for anyone out there listening who is thinking about submitting a song to Hometown Sounds, maybe also submit it to me and I'll play it as a cool down in a Zumba class that I teach uh, either virtually or at the YMCA. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that was another one of those things that you were, did you start it during the pandemic doing it online? uh, Yeah, online. Yeah. But I've been... Uh, as of last October, an instructor for 11 years. Wow. I know. Wow. Pretty much as long as I've lived in D.C. I, I moved to D.C., and a few months later, I decided to, like, become a Zumba instructor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, like, mm, that has, you know, the rhythm, the musicality, the, the, the physical movement. You know, like, I've seen you on stage, and, it, you know, you have that, like, confidence and showmanship on stage which is really great to see and i see that as well when i watch you do the zumba instructing (laughs) and it's it's really great so i think i think being a musician actually helps with being not just a fitness instructor but just like a dance fitness instructor specifically because understanding not just rhythm but also like song structure because you know okay this is a verse this is a chorus, this is a bridge, this is an interlude, whatever, right? And so the way Zumba is structured is that the movements will repeat and like escalate or get a little more complex as you do them over and over again. And so understanding song structure and rhythm in conjunction, I think, really helps with uh, with that. And the go-go has that unique rhythm. Oh my gosh, I love using go-go for my cool downs. I know it's not necessarily like cool down chill music but my theory is like it doesn't matter as long as we can stretch to it I'll put I'll put almost anything I think like death metal might be where I would draw the line (laughs) that might not be the right vibe but yeah otherwise I'm like I've played all kinds of genres for the for the cool down including some like Spanish language DC music yes (laughs) that's awesome we love that we love that so let's hear more music. Now we're going to play one that Mary Jo picked out for you. I picked this one. And who is it? It's Grady.
All right, that song was called Sonny's by Grady. It is one of two singles available for whatever price you like on Grady's Bandcamp, which you can get to through the show notes of this podcast episode in your podcast player of choice or through the website, hometownsoundsdc.com. Um, Mary Jo picked Grady, and I have seen Grady a couple of times this fall. They have been playing shows just relentlessly. They have been really coming up hard, and they're they're a really great band to see live. They are a trio, and it sounds like there's a lot more people on stage than just three. Like, it's a very full sound. I like it a lot. So what we were just talking about in the in the break yep. <laughs> when yep. we were listening to the song uh, is that I met Emily O'Grady um, because we were both performing at a abortion rights fundraiser um, at the house of uh, Evan from Rock Creek Kings. Are you familiar with that? Oh, yeah. Cool. Uh, he's the one that like put the whole thing together. And she and I were both solo acoustic representing our full electric bands. Yep. And we had both said like, wow, your songs are really great. And then respectively, we're also like, yeah, they sound a little different with a full band. And then not too long after that, we were both on the same bill together at DC nine um, and got to hear each other's full bands. So that was quite a joy. I am totally getting letters to Cleo vibes from this band, but I question whether or not they are old enough to know who Letters to Cleo is. And this is not in, an insult in any no, way. It's just like, uh, it is what it is. Like, I'm old. <laughs> so I don't know if they're <laughs> old enough to know. Right. And of course, nowadays, you know, and for the last few years, like, we all have streaming. Like, yeah. we could go listen to all the Letters to Cleo that there has ever been. Yeah. But there's just so much. You're like, well, would you have ever stumbled upon it? Right. You know? Yeah. But but Letters to Cleo, I mean, was in the movie 10 Things I Hate About You. So there's that. Classic. <laughs> With uh, the late, great Heath Ledger. Oh, my gosh. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's right. And Julia Stiles, who also hasn't been in anything in a long time. I think she retired from showbiz, actually. Oh. Yeah. She was good. She was good. Uh, you have two more chances to see the band Grady in this year of 2022. They're playing at the Pie Shop. On December 17th, supporting Deer Spring and Jam and Java's New Year's Eve show with Milo and the Doldrums <gasps> and our friends in Flower Bomb. Yes. I mean, I have a friend in Flower Bomb. <laughs> I think everybody has a friend. I have more in than Bomb. one friend in Flower Bomb. But yeah. One in particular who plays in my band. <laughs> in the Mary Joe Cinematic Universe. He's in the Mary Joe Cinematic Universe. <laughs> and that I'm going to steal that. <laughs> I, I've been thinking about it a lot. It's, I did not just come up with it tonight. Let's see. Do you want to say anything else? About Grady? Yeah. Oh, just that they're awesome. That's all I have to say. Right. Like everybody, I mean, they only have two songs out. And I'd say that that's the worst thing of all is that they need more songs out. So Grady, if you're listening to this, record some more music, please. I did like that, that you picked the song and then I listened to the song and I remembered it from seeing them play live. Nice. And I was like, oh, and especially that part in the middle where the drums, uh, the the bass drum cuts out and it's like sort of the, yeah, I was like, oh, that, I like that part of yeah. the song. So that was great. It's 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 great when you see a band live and maybe a few times and then like a song or a few songs stick with you in particular. And then you find your way to that song or those songs yeah. in Bandcamp or Spotify or somewhere like that. And it gives you that fun memory of and seeing the, them live. The three part harmony is all the more impressive live. I mean, yeah. it's great on the track but it's even better live. 
So go see him. And that almost takes us to the end of this episode of the Hometown Sounds podcast. We hope that you have enjoyed listening to it and feel the need to follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Hometown Sounds, uh, unless you want to go on the digital detox and just do podcasts and however else. My digital detox does not include podcasts. I will still be listening to podcasts. I think that's totally valid. It's mostly a social media thing. I absolutely, I, yeah, it's the infinite scroll. Yeah. It just takes doom away. Scrolling. Yes. It takes away, like you you can't get to the end of Twitter or Instagram. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, yeah, and it just, yeah. And then you're, you've been sitting on the toilet for 20 minutes. You're like, oh my God, I can't feel my legs. <laughs> it's not a good thing. There was just an article on NPR about this today. Was it NPR or the Washington Post? I'm not joking. I yeah. saw this and it was something like, how long is too long to sit on the toilet? And I was like, this is news? Uh, I remember, this is very random, but I remember a review of a graphic novel from a long time ago and it was like one of the, the pull quotes on it and it said, it was so good my legs fell asleep. <laughs> I love that. Um, we have a website. It's hometownsoundsdc.com. We have an email address. It's dj at hometownsoundsdc.com. Please drop us a line and let us know about your new music. And if necessary, we will forward it to Mary Jo. Yeah. Um, but really, of course, the important thing is to support the musicians that you've heard on this podcast by buying their music and seeing them play live. And we're going to play one song for you to head out. Uh, I found me an instrumental kind of math rock in true Paul Vaudra yes, style. Yes, that's how I like to end these things. Um, this is a band, let's see if I can say it, Soceanic? It's it's like Oceanic with an S in front of it. And they can at you if you uh, that's right. misspoke. That's right. You'll um, see it, I won't. And their, their quote on their band camp says, we make music with the sole intention of making sure you dig it. So do you dig it yet? This song that we're going to play is called Digital. It is the feature track from their debut album, which is called Here's the Album. I like it. It came out in September of 2022. It follows their EP called Here's the EP from June of 2021. And of course, the original Here's the Demo. From I like January these people already. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Why name it? Um, it reminded me of a 2014 release by a new disco producer, um, Todd Terrier, and the album was called It's Album Time. <laughs> that always made me cry. Two up. Dragons and a Cheetah had an album once that was called Wind Me Up and Other Songs That Don't Suck. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm into this. Yes, yes. Um, this album, here's the album, is available to buy for $10 on Bandcamp. So thank you all so much for listening. Thank you very much, Mary Jo, for being our guest this week on the podcast. It has been my absolute pleasure. (laughs) And we will see you all next time.